Good morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF, KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, August, oh gosh, 20 something, 25th. Thank you. <laughs> I am your host, Hertzy Hertz, in studio with Nancy and Matthew, the infamous Nancy and Matthew that you have heard about on the radio before. Uh, today, we are talking about something the three of us have all done, which is tech. The retreat, it's also called To Encounter Christ or Teens Encountering Christ. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, Nancy and Matthew have been part of the atheist community for quite a while, organizing events and such. And this is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interactions with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us or check out the Facebook page at Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet or comment, whether we're live or you're listening to the podcast. Nancy, Matthew, welcome to Atheist Talk. Well, thank Good you morning. very much. All right. So let's start with, with the first question that I'm sure at least some listeners might have is, what is this tech retreat or this teens and two encountering Christ? Um, actually, the, it's a movement started by the Catholic Church, um, and um, it's a three-day retreat for uh, high school, college students um, to help them encounter Christ and become more Christian. Did you want to add to that? I can only add it was uh, it was started in 1965 in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, that that was basically it. It was uh, a retreat um, based uh, similarly with Curcio, uh, but it was for high school and college age um, students as a as a faith formation. And, and just so people know what a Crisio is, a Crisio is also a three-day retreat, um, basically with the same types of dynamics, but for adults. Ah. And I actually did a Crisio um, after I graduated from college down in Texas, but it was very similar in the makeup of it. Okay. Because I remember, remember growing up and seeing you two go to retreats every so often, and then I got to go on one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Although we weren't doing teen retreat, tech retreats at that time. No, no. So, so right. now I, for Minnesota and specifically like St. Paul, Minnesota, Matthew, you went to the first one? I went to St. Mary's Tech number one. That's correct. Right. And and for those who don't know, one of the things in tech is to keep track of what number you are. And so, Nancy, which one were you? Uh, 11 was my first one, and then I worked on a couple after that. Awesome. And mine was 238. <laughs> <laughs> Latecomer. <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> uh, so why don't – Mom, or Nancy, you wanted to start okay. off with some stuff about tech. Um. We just we wanted you, um, Matthew and I talked about talking about what it was like the experience coming into the tech as a participant. Um, so um, we started out on a Saturday morning, and one of the first things that happened is they took our watches, and um, they had covered the windows with paper so that you couldn't see if it was um, dark outside, light outside. Um, so we were completely um, taken away from time. And I remember when I first went, that really made me uneasy because I was like, you know, we anchor so much of our day on what time it was. And all of a sudden, that was not something that we had. Um, we were told to participate, not anticipate. And that was the reason they did that. Um, so that was one of my first impressions. Matthew, what was something? Um I had a, a different experience um, in, in that they still they took our watches and and uh, uh, such as that. But um, I I got into the retreat much quicker. I think um, I didn't feel the uh, uneasiness of having my watch taken. Um, I had been on retreats before, quite a few, and. Um, I was ready to dive into this. 
um, part of my uh, my comfort level was because I knew one of the leaders of the retreat, um, uh, Father Mike, and he was at uh, the University of St. Thomas while I was there. Um, he was in the campus ministry. Um, so uh, so I, I knew people that were going to be there, and I felt, I felt that comfort. Mm-hmm. And both of you went you when you were in college, correct? Correct. That's yes, because I went when I was in high school, and, yep. and I do remember and generational differences. Mm-hmm. There wasn't just the watches; it was alarms, clocks, and I think they did cell phones because those were just coming up. I remember there was a couple people who snuck those in. <laughs> yep. There's always someone. <laughs> so, I, I do remember one of the things I think added to my. Um, kind of nervousness at the beginning was one of the participants wanted to leave. And this was right away as we were getting situated and, and tables. And while they kind of kept it to the back, you, I, I knew that they were really talking him into staying. And, oh. and that was one of the things that was really hard because here was this young man who's like, I want to go. And they were very much like, no. You need to stay. And, and I can't tell you whether or not he did stay, but I do remember that happening. And that was kind of a weird situation because it was like, well, shouldn't he be allowed to leave? Yeah. And I think one of the things that set him off was the watch. He was not going to give up his watch. And and that – But so that was one of the kind of early things now, of course, I will say by the end of the retreat, we were all good, and those things weren't problems anymore because— And why was that? Because <laughs> we were all happy. <laughs> well, there's but there's a process to that, isn't there, that tech goes through where you're— you're being taken care of. Um, there's lots of love. In fact, on the on the car, because the three of us carpooled, mm-hmm. um, we talked about how oh. it is kind of similar to— Shall we say cultish behaviors? Cultish. Yep. You know, there isn't Very a much so. there isn't a continuation unless you join maybe leadership, as Matthew alluded to in the car. However, if you just go and you go home and you don't do anything else, right? A couple of weeks, it kind of bleeds away. Yeah, that's that's a pretty accurate uh, statement. So, Matthew, do you want to talk about the leadership a little bit? Well, the leadership was uh, pretty well defined when. Uh, when I was going now, um, as Nancy said, she started on Tech 11. Um, I was on number one, and I then worked on the next five techs. So I worked through number six. And uh, at that point, for many different reasons, um, maybe because I had been on so many, um, I kind of backed off uh, of being of being on the teams. But they had uh, a, a leadership team uh, during the retreat that was always there. It was led by two people, a spiritual advisor and a lay advisor and or leaders. And they had assistants, and then there were other people on the leadership team that all had different jobs to um, keep the retreat moving forward and and making sure that we were um, keeping uh, keeping up with the rules, so to speak. Okay. Um, and now, at Tech, there was kind of a almost duality because you had the people who were leading the retreat and doing that, and then you had kind of a background right. group. And what was that called again? <clears throat> well, that was called the Wheat Team. Okay. Um, Maybe we should back up a, a step for for those who aren't familiar with tech. Tech is based on uh, the the passion the passion story of Christ. Um, as as most of us know, um, the story goes that uh, Jesus was tortured and crucified, died, rose again and then ascended into heaven. And they take those three parts in tech, and they have each day uh, focuses on one of those parts of the passion. Uh, the first one is the die day, where 
where we focus on Jesus' death. Uh, Then the second day is Rise Day, focusing on his resurrection. And then the third day, uh, Monday, is what we call Go Day, and that uh, helps us to go amongst the non-believers of the world and... (laughs) And be excited. <laughs> and, and one of the things about a die day, it really was um, profoundly emotional. And it, um, it was really focused on how we were sinners and we were bad people. Um, it, so it was very down. Um, the, at the end of the evening, we had um, – confession. And here we were all in a group in a small room with was, lights were down. The music was... You, Wait, you was usually, the music. usually there were no lights. It was all candlelit. Um, was this like something that you did as a group? A group oh, con- yes. Oh, because that's interesting because confession for Catholics is usually very private. Well, the, it's just you and the priest. The confession was private. Okay. The priests were in little rooms surrounding our big room. Um, which wasn't that big. It it, it held the retreatants. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and there was really a lot of pressure to to do the confession because everybody was going to confession and everybody was coming out and crying and and, and all. And actually, I do have to stop you there, Nancy. Okay. But please stay with us through the break. We'll return to Atheist Talk with Nancy and Matthew. I'm Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Quigg, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week's theme is about teachers who inspire. Our highlighted idealist is Aaron Gruwell, the heroine in the movie Freedom Riders. The big interview is with attorney Michael Cerisi, who's working to eliminate inequities in Minnesota's education system. Finally, in my C-Block, I talk about my experience in meeting two Holocaust survivors. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe, and I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and Francine Dinah. If you've never been to Cucumbers, it's a buffet-style restaurant with a huge variety of salads, homemade soups, bakery items, and hot entrees that change daily and nightly, plus our always fresh fruit and delicious ice cream. We're open for lunch and dinner, but Sunday brunch is my favorite time at Cucumbers, with scrambled eggs, waffles, French toast, bacon, sausage, baked ham, chicken fajitas, brunch potatoes, warm gooey cinnamon rolls, and many other items to choose from, it's no wonder why Cucumbers has always been a popular Sunday destination. So whether you're looking to skip Mass, someplace to go after Mass, or just great food to maintain your Mass, Cucumbers is the answer to your prayers. Bring in your church bulletin or Minnesota Atheist newsletter and receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France in Edina. Don't believe in God? Join the club. Humanists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today. Thank you. 
Welcome back to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, in studio with Nancy and Matthew. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program, please and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Nancy, Matthew, and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us or check out the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. Well, welcome back. Now, we were talking about Die Day, which as a gamer... Slightly disappointed this has nothing to do with dice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't a gamer when I went. And admittedly, I don't remember. I think, because I think, so you, what church did you do your your tech retreat at? It was at St. Mary's Church, downtown St. Paul. Okay. So, and I was at St. Luke's on Summit Avenue. And I do, the thing I remember most about Die Day, I believe, is how gorgeous that church was mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful sky blue which was so different than the church i grew up in which was very 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 dark <laughs> and very gothic <laughs> so it was so admittedly I, that's my biggest thing of going wow it's so light and airy and <laughs> yeah we didn't have light and airy for die day <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think they still tried but it's really hard when it's a gorgeous sky blue <laughs> true mm-hmm. well and and I have to say, psychologically, when you look at what they did for Die Day is we have a group of people who don't know each other. And now we have shared this very, very intimate um, situation where we have gone, we have said we're sinners, we've gone to confession, we come out, we're crying, we're hugging, we're supportive. I mean, it really kind of bonds the group. Yeah, confession growing up was always kind of an awkward thing for me because it was always, oh, you have to confess your sins. I'm like, I fought with my sister. (laughs) Right, right. Dad? Matthew? (laughs) Sorry. I'm feeling like two people all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, No, I think um, it's important to remember, too, that that with Die Day, um, what they did was – when you came together as, as the larger group, um, they had you um, sit at tables and, and everyone was, was uh, placed at a certain table. So groups were preset. Um, and there was a leader at that group, at that table. And uh, first thing you did was come up with a table name. And from then on, and then they had a series of talks throughout the day, and each talk was a little bit more serious and a little bit deeper and a little bit more emotional, as Nancy said. And um, it was truly, uh, whether they meant it or not, it was truly uh, an incredible manipulation of of the people there to get them to to knock down some barriers and uh, get them to um, join in on the on the whole dying to yourself. So, so do do either of you remember your group names? Yes, uh, we we were called the Mixed Nuts. Um, we were called the Talking Heads after the band. <laughs> uh, I have no memory, so it must not have been too exciting. <laughs> No, I'd say the mixed nut work, nuts works for you, Matthew. Thank you, thank you. And then, then after confession and stuff, we went to sleep mm-hmm. on the floor on sleeping bags. So oh, I remember that. Not very comfortable. Yep, in in like a preschool, I think I was in. Yeah, we were in like classroom or different rooms, and and again, no clue what time it was at all. It could have been three, four in the morning. It could have been eight o'clock at night. We had no idea. What we did know was we were exhausted, yes, emotionally and physically, um, because I don't know how long we sat in that room, as Nancy said, not having watches, but it felt like you sat in this meditation room with candles and uh, a spiritual music that was very, very uh, 
like a dirge. <laughs> it was it was very um, Good Friday music. I was going to say for Catholics, dirges work. <laughs> yeah, um, John Michael Talbot was was one of the biggest. Um, I remember on on my retreat, um, they played a lot of his songs that were slow and melodious and emotional and talked about dying and giving yourself up to God. Uh, but by the end of that time, yeah, you were emotionally and physically spent. So then the next day was Go Day. So Rise. No? Rise. Oh, rise day. Rise day. Sorry. I was going to say that. Wait, we're leaving already? Great. Nope. Let's nope. go. <laughs> no, rise day. You're right. Rise day. So we get up in the morning, we have breakfast, and we get back at our tables, and we spend a good part of the day doing more talks, but more upbeat, um, a little more God loves you kind of a, a piece. Um, and then we were introduced to wheat. And what is wheat? What well, is I was going to say, and I, that's an interesting thing because I think I didn't get introduced to wheat until Go Day. Ah, uh-huh. so yeah, we were. I'm pretty sure it was on Rise Day, and mm-hmm. it, what it started with is uh, they talked about uh, a grain of wheat needs to fall and die before it can produce more life, and so this was the idea, and the idea became you gave wheat, which meant you did something for. So they would start reading letters that people had wrote, and this was very emotional because, you know, people were writing in, I'm doing wheat for you this weekend, I'm, I'm fasting for you this weekend, um, I have this really hard thing to do, I'm going to give this up for you, for my wheat. And, of course, when you get letters from people, you know, you hear letters from people you know, I mean, that was pretty exciting because mm-hmm. you were like, oh, my goodness, you know. Uh, did I get a wheat letter? <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> I, I don't remember. remember. Either. <laughs> and some of the wheat letters, as Nancy said, were very profound. They, um, not just well-written, but, but the wheat, the sacrifice they were doing, um, I remember sitting there thinking, holy moly, they're doing this for me? Why? Or for us? Right. Oh, yeah, and it was, and you just were like, oh, my goodness. That, you know. Now I'm a little more cynical. I'm like, not sure if they actually all did that or not. But, hey, it was a good letter. <laughs> That's well, I, the thing. Have a, I have a story for that, but I'll leave it until okay. a little later. Oh, So, so then um, – well, were we introduced to the wheat team? Uh, yes, uh, towards the middle of the day on on Rise Day, um, again talking about wheat and talking about all these people doing wheat for us. Then there was a talk about signs. Um, that was the title of the talk, and how there are signs all around the world um, uh, that that uh, lead us to Christ. And one of the signs they had for us at the retreat was a wheat team. And those were the people who cooked all our meals and cleaned up after us and made sure the retreat went forward. Well, we will return right after the break to talk about Go Day. And we'll return with Nancy and Matthew. Please stay with us. I'm Hertzie Hertz. You're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, founder and chief at Habitation Furnishing and Design, and now I'd like to invite you to kill your Sunday evenings with me right here on AM 950 with Drink in the Style. It's a one-hour-long conversation about interior design, art, architecture, and pretty much anything else, visual and aesthetic, all while enjoying some booze handcrafted by our friends at Gianni's Steakhouse in downtown Wyzetta. Can you think of a better way to spend Sunday evenings? Drink in the style, Sundays, 5 p.m. 
Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Atheists, secular humanists, and free thinkers, here you are listening to the Minnesota Atheists Talk Radio Show, Atheist Talk. We hope you are enjoying it. If having a frankly atheist perspective on the radio waves appeals to you, please consider making a contribution to our radio fund. Our contract came up for renewal, and we need your help if you want the program to stay on the air. That will make sure that you can continue to have opportunities to hear interesting speakers with non-religious perspectives, and you can call up and ask them questions, too. Get the details on our website at minnesotaatheists.org, where you will find buttons to make it easy to make a secure donation through PayPal. Or, if you have a business and would like to reach an intelligent, progressive audience, please contact us through our website. That's minnesotaatheists.org. Or call us at 612-588-7031. If you are interested in us, we are interested in you. Don't believe in God? Join the club. Humanists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today's going to be mostly cloudy with a high near 75. While tonight there's possible storms with a low around 62. Tomorrow we got showers with a high near 73. Tuesday mostly sunny with a high near 71. And Wednesday mostly sunny with a high near 69. The Eat Local Minnesota restaurant of the week is the Downtowner Woodfire Grill. The Downtowner is the perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, delicious food, and extensive wine list, you'll be back for more at 253 West 7th Street in St. Paul. More information at downtownerwoodfire.com. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and we are having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Nancy and Matthew. If you'd like to get involved with the conversation with Nancy, Matthew, and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, especially if you have stories of your own tech experience. Email us at radio at mnatheist.org or tweet or check out the Facebook page at Atheist Talk. Before we continue the conversation, there is some housekeeping I need to attend to. I want to note our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I also want to note our group, our donor of the week, Cindy. Cindy, thank you so much for your patronage. If you'd like to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page or at our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com slash Atheist Talk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, and we could not do the show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are of the guest and host only and do not necessarily reflect the Minnesota Atheist organization. I do have a quick announcement. If you are looking to volunteer with Atheist Talk, please contact me at radio at mnatheist.com. We definitely could use some volunteers in the studio and in the background. So please let me know. Now let's get back to our conversation with Nancy and Matthew. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, yes. No one's going to know I ad-libbed that last bit. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about Rise Day and the meeting of the Wheat Team, which we talked a little bit over the commercial break. Matthew, you said that there was a change at some point before I went where they went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's when they changed that from – the rise day to the go day. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Um, I not having been involved in in your retreat. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I had. I don't know how they ran it. And um, it, admittedly, I do not remember all that much about it. Well, there was a there there. I know there was a big change in leadership um, 
some some time after Nancy and I had both gone to tech and and kind of um, backed away from it. Um, but Rise Day, uh, yeah. getting back to Rise Day, they introduced us to the Wheat Team. Wheat Team doing all this work behind the scenes, and and they did. Um, I had been on the Wheat Team myself a couple times, and um, they did a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of work to keep 50, 60 people fed and, and keep the rooms all tidy, and um, especially after the messes they made. <laughs> but, but it was a very emotional talk in that um, it, it was a culmination of uh, bringing, uh, bringing together that whole idea of uh, the wheat dying, and unless the wheat dies it remains a grain, otherwise it bears fruit if it dies. And then they introduced this sweet team, and for some people on the retreat, they know people on the wheat team. And so to all of a sudden see a best friend or a wife or a, uh, you know... Uh, I want to say there might have been a parent at mine. Because, yeah. again, mm-hmm. I, I did mine in high school, so, you mm-hmm. know, a parent right. and such easily could have right. done that. Mm-hmm. And, and people... People would literally would break down, and they'd be uh, they'd be just so touched that they were doing this, um, and uh, it it really uh, gave people a sense of uh, of being loved beyond what anything else we had experienced. Yeah, to is, that point, it, it to go into some kind of the creepiness of it too. It is that love bombing that cults mm-hmm. will often do and it is it does kind of follow some of those absolutely things and to to add to what you're saying um the one thing i noticed while on the retreat is even when they introduced the wheat team nobody could go up and hug them um they stood up at the front they were introduced and after a, a few minutes and some applause they left and again you never saw them again until Later. later on that night, but even they they were sh- one more time they came out in mm-hmm. in public. Uh, otherwise, they were behind the scenes. And I think that's one change with mine is because at the end of ours we could interact with them because the weekend was basically over. Sure. So you know they didn't have to go into the silence again. It right. was their job was pretty much. I think they had like maybe one meal left and then okay. they were done. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that happened after we, we got to meet the wheat team was the agape meal. And this was a nice meal, tablecloths, spaghetti, garlic bread what salad. What is with Catholic churches on spaghetti? I don't know. It's a big deal. <laughs> Ask Rome. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but it was very much a, we love you, and, and, and at this point, we knew that the wheat team had cooked the meals. Um, I always thought it was funny. I never, before they introduced the wheat team, I never thought about did I. where the food came from. It just sort of appeared. So here we knew about the wheat team. Um, so we had this beautiful meal, and then we went to the church, and we had this incredible ceremony. We all, all of the... Uh, retreat people were at the altar, on the altar holding hands, and it was, like, phenomenal. Singing uplifting songs. Very uplifting. David Haas. Oh, I love David Haas. So then when that was done, we processed out and— Singing. 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 (laughs) I think I will raise you up. On eagle's wings, or no, no, eagle's wings is a funeral song. I thought uh, it was this little light of mine. Oh, that could have been. At least that's what it was on my. Okay. On my. Anyway, so we're walking out of the church, and we are we are pretty high at this point (laughs) because we've spent the whole day. Everybody loves us. These people are doing stuff for us, and we walk into a room. And I'll let Matthew take that for a second. We walked into a room, and at least the way they did it when I was there um, for the techs, um, we walked in holding hands. Yep. So we're walking in a procession holding hands. And the leader would bring us into a spiral where it would, where eventually everyone um, joined together in this big ball of people um, singing, singing this little light of mine. And then all of a sudden, um, you heard 
like double or triple the number of voices singing. And these people come pouring out of the doorways into this room. And they were all people who had made a previous tech. And they, they were there for what they called the reunion. I remember that being incredibly emotional for me because it was a slight difference because everybody from the reunion was there. So we walk in and I see you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still get emotional about that because it was just such a. Yeah, I do, too. You know, because people's like, oh, mom and dad. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting to talk about the power of that because we're all getting emotional because um, mm-hmm. myself, too, just remembering the power of that moment and talk about love bombing. You mm-hmm. know, we've been love bombed and love bombed and love bombed. And then now all of a sudden, literally, these people are pouring into this room. Some of them are people you know. And I just remember that day like my feet didn't touch the ground at the reunion. That's how oh, it yeah. felt. And, and for me um, – being here, I was at St. Thomas at the time, and I didn't know anybody who had made a tech before. And even so, they um, they would go through the list of retreatants, and they would see who didn't have a contact from a previous tech, and they would assign people to go to them. So even then, it was... Uh, very emotional because I remember, like you, looking around. For some reason, I thought my parents would be there. Don't know why, but I just assumed, oh, everyone's got family or friends. And then I realized they weren't there, that nobody was there. But then all of a sudden, these these three or four people came up and hugged me. And, oh, they wanted to talk to me and get to know me. Yeah, so. and, and that must have been extra powerful um, for, specifically for Matthew, because you came from Chicago right. to Minnesota. And I know, Nancy, you came from kind of a rural area of Minnesota. But, I mean, that's not quite the track. Right. <laughs> but I, I don't remember who was at my reunion, but I, I seem to remember that there were some people that I knew. Okay. Um, you know, and then they would bring out, um, you know, they'd have everybody who was at tech number one come out, and we'd cheer, yeah. and tech number two. And so so that also brought in that, that idea of people keep staying this. Look at all these people are still coming. So I was going to say, was that – I'm going to focus on mine for two seconds. Was that something, like, very interesting for you, Dad, for you, Matthew, when they said tech number – when it was like, well, is there anybody from, like – Tech number one through ten or one through fifteen, both mm-hmm. of you actually, yeah, and just being like, "Are people still doing this?" <laughs> right, right. It and it was. I remember going back. Um, well, for yours, um, and when they found out we were that I was on tech one and and Nancy was on eleven, um, they were really excited because they said, "Oh, we haven't had somebody from that far back in a long time." <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Felt old. <laughs> yeah, that and, and that day, like you say, the the power of it, and I can't imagine how long it took us to get to sleep because we were all just oh, yeah. buzzing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, imagine that buzzing and being fifteen. Yes, <laughs> you twittered. <laughs> I am sure they yelled at us at least three times that night to go to sleep. I wasn't much older, but <laughs> true, true. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that was pretty incredible. And then one of the things is, I think part of Go Day is, because you have people who are in this space who are... Rise Day? No, Go Day. Okay, so we're going into the next day, the third day. Okay. Okay. Because one of the things, at the end of Rise Day, people are so um, hyper and up and, and all that. You cannot let them go into the society at that point in time because... They would be insane. And so now we needed Go Day. And I always saw Go Day was trying to get you down to the point that you could go back and function in society without being crazy. I was going to say, which is definitely not a cold thing. They want you to go out as high as they can get you. Right, right. I don't know if we had as much of a dip there. Because I think, oh, gosh, I can't remember, honestly. Mm -hmm. the days, the, the the three days really melded a lot. Okay. Yeah, and Go Day focused on you know now go forth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so there was that. The road to Emmaus was the critical 
story from the Bible, from the New Testament, that they took to talk about um, going forth and then and encountering Christ on the journey. Um, and that's when we got our tech Bibles. Yes, I remember those. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, that did, was a did you big sign, thing. Did you sign yours the same oh, way yes. we signed ours? And I, I even put, mm-hmm. like, Tech 238 on the, on the side. Yep. And, oh, yep, wrote all oh, yeah. over them, had people sign them. And that's actually something that I, I still hope I have because, A, then I actually have a Bible. But then it was, <laughs> you know, a nice, you know, something, a good memory. Um, however, we will be returning right after the break to talk about Go Day on our last area of this conversation. We'll return with Nancy and Matthew. And please stay with us. I'm Hertie Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM950. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe. I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and France in Edina. Many who have dined at Cucumbers are of the opinion that our buffet has evolved from an older, more country-style buffet. They look at our 50-foot salad bar and can imagine a smaller ancestor with far fewer choices. An ancestor that didn't offer as many hot selections or have a bakery with fresh-baked muffins and breads. Didn't offer homemade soups and lack the fresh fruit and ice cream bar that Cucumbers customers have grown to love. But some will say, where are the transitional buffets? In addition, they look at everything that we offer and say that cucumbers is irreducibly complex. If you were to move just one of our offerings, the entire buffet wouldn't function. Well, I would like to think that cucumbers was intelligently designed, since I helped design it. But at the same time, it truly is an evolutionary step up the buffet ladder. And as always, if you bring in your atheist newsletter or church bulletin, you will receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France, Medina. I've never met another atheist. Sure you have. Non-believers make up 12% of the population. Then where are they? You can meet us at book clubs, pub crawls, discussion groups, movie nights, monthly meetings. Okay, I get it. How am I going to keep track of all this? Easy. Sign up for Minnesota Atheist Meetup Group and subscribe to AWE. What's a meetup group? Meetup is an online networking site that helps people build communities. We have over 700 members with at least two events every week. And what is AWE? It stands for Atheist Weekly Email. It comes out every Friday and lists everything that's going on. How do I sign up? Go to the Minnesota Atheists website, minnesotaatheists.org. On the left, click on the words Get Awe Inspired. And for the meetup? Look for the red meetup badge on the right. Above it are the words, click here to check out the meetup group. I'm sold. Minnesota Atheists, Meetup, and AWE. What's that website again? MinnesotaAtheists.org. Welcome back to Atheist to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Tertsy Hertz, in studio with Nancy and Matthew. This is our final segment with Nancy and Matthew, unless you're a patron. You, uh. <laughs> you, you are a patron. If you're curious about MN Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will give you links to upcoming events. And we always have tons of activities going around the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. For example, today we have a school supply drive at the, as well as the August Berkshire Pre-Memorial Tribute Picnic. <laughs> Note that is pre-memorial. We'll tell you when that changes. Um, 
I was going to say, also this week we have the Roseville Human Human Rights Happy Hour and Free Thinking Females. So check out the meetup for those and activities and more. If you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider being becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has great perks. Check out the hows and the whys on the website. And now back to our conversation with Nancy and Matthew. Well, thank you very much. I feel that it's appropriate that we're talking about Go Day during the last segment. That's true. Because that's right before we go. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, part of the thing for Go Day, we each got a special cross. That was just the tech cross. I don't have mine. Yeah, I don't have mine either. <laughs> but, you know, that way you could sig- signal to other people in the world that you were a techite. And, and on the back of that cross, at least as far as I know, um, I, they, I think they still do it. They engraved tech number and, and what number you were on. They didn't mind, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so so basically that was kind of go day. I think um, I, I did want to share a quick story I thought was interesting. After I had been to a reunion, um, one I was at work at the school library, and somebody came up to me, and I had my tech cross on, hugs me over the counter, and was all excited, and you're a tech guy, and it was kind of like whoa, back off, back <laughs> off. <laughs> Did you sleep through Go Day, which will explain why that's important in just a moment. (laughs) So um, I did want to make sure Matthew has a story about the wheat team and and doing wheat that kind of really speaks to how that really went. (laughs) Yeah, um, a a little taste of reality here. Um, So many times the wheat team would write a letter once they were quote-unquote announced they would uh, read a letter from the wheat team to the retreatants uh, talking about what they were doing, praying for them or, or such. And one tech, um, the spiritual leader wrote a letter, um, very um, passionate letter about doing wheat for the, for the retreat. And he said that the wheat team was uh, fasting on Saturday while um, during the retreat, and it was met with um, a lot of surprise and, and some tears um, because it, you know, it was already Sunday that we got this letter, but they talked about how they had fasted for us. And um, I found out a little while later that, yes, indeed, they did fast for us during dinner. And then about two hours later, later at night, they had their spaghetti dinner. <laughs> so Not it, much of a fast. Yeah, it, it kind of popped the bubble there. But we've got about five minutes. So let's talk, what, so what was Go Day to the, the bring down to kind of a reality level? But I don't remember as much about Go Day. And I think probably because it, it wasn't the emotional piece to it. Um, it, it, and I don't know if they specifically thought it was to bring people down, but it, it seemed to be that piece of kind of giving us a day to calm down. Um, and help us get ready for reality. Yep. A lot of talking about you're going to go out in back into this world that, gosh darn, not everybody believes in Christ. Um, and talk about um, doing some evangelizing, but mainly just keep your head about you, you know. Mm-hmm. And also a big piece was to keep secret about the meet team, the reunion, what Whoops. happened. Whoops. <laughs> so Absolutely. don't put it on public radio. <laughs> right, right. And so, I mean, and that really brought in the fact of cultish because we had our own language. There were phrases and stuff that were ours. We had our crosses, which signified who we were. And this was a secret. And I remember trying to get a friend to go to a, a tech retreat. And then they're like, what? What do you do? And you're like not telling them. Yeah, can't tell you. But it's great. <laughs> right. Can't tell you. So that really put in the cult thing. Um, that kind of piece. But that go day is kind of when they talked about, you know, don't say anything. Right. 
Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> and it's live. I can't edit it out. Oh. Now, <laughs> oh, well. But um, the and and that kind of brings up a, a another point of of interest for tech retreats in general is the cult-like status that it started to gain um, in the in the beginning. Um, our director of of the uh, retreats, um, Brother Ron, was um, very much put on a pedestal, um, and um, mainly because the high school students and the college uh, retreatants just thought this was the greatest thing um, beyond sliced bread. Uh, so everything they did, he and the and the leadership team was was the right thing to do because this was going to change the world. Mm. Yeah, it was. You know, looking back, it's it's interesting because at the time it was a life changing experience, and that was the, the the moment of becoming Christian for me. And I mean, it was all this, and and it's been interesting to look back on it and and just how awful awful that retreat is and it's continuing um protestant churches are doing it and and my guess is it it works you you take a bunch of teenagers and put them in the situation you are going to get them very much involved i think that that a follow-through is also interesting because when i was done and i went home and such there wasn't there wasn't the same pressure you'd there wasn't the same pressures at home that I had at the tech retreat. And so after a couple of weeks, it just kind of faded away and back to normal. If somebody did continue with those pressures and such, I could definitely see this becoming very much a thing. Right. And there's so many opportunities because, you know, once you were encouraged to come back and, and I worked on a retreat um, as a table leader, I was on the wait team for a retreat. So there was always that push to continue. Um, I never got involved in the leadership very much. I just kind of did that, and then I kind of checked out. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk. If you'd like to hear more, you can join us again next Sunday, which should be another— actually, next Sunday will be a repeat because the station is closed. But after that, we will be back. When, have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>